Uh, you're listening to MBL Podcast. My name is Nikita and this is episode one. Um, for those of you that have been listening to my other podcasts before on other platforms, hi. And for those of you um, that are new to this, hello. Um, okay, so I've decided to um, completely <laughs> change the platforms that I'm on now. Um, I don't want to go into it too much because I don't want to take up this episode talking about that. But um, yeah, I'm going to do an intro for those of you that don't know me and for those of you that are new listeners. Um, My name's Nikita, I'm 25. Um, I've got a lovely, beautiful daughter, Alea, who is just turned one. So um, I'm a new mummy. That's the first child I've ever had. Um, So it's definitely been a complete crazy experience um these past few years recently since I even you know graduated from uni which I graduated in 2018 um so it literally so many things have happened in my life thus far which is why it's motivated me to kind of do this podcast because it's really I've really had such a transition in my life um in regards to um you know dating in regards to um being a new mum in regards to working different jobs like I feel like I've really experienced quite a lot of things in such a small space of time so yes I wanted to do a podcast that can kind of reach out to people that you know have had these experiences that kind of share these experiences and we all go through very similar dilemmas um you know whether that be breakups whether that be um you know, um, sexual partners, whether that be becoming new parents, you know, being single mums, etc. The list goes on. So I kind of really wanted to create a platform where we can discuss these things and feel safe discussing it and also heal from it. There's a lot of things that um, I feel I've needed to heal from. Um, You know, one of um, my old episodes speaks about um, healing and the process of healing and how important it is to heal because if you're not healing over something, how do you then move forward from it? Um, Whether that be, you know, in a relationship where you've broken up with someone, whether that be, you know, friends you've had to part from, and whether that be family members you've had to part from. I don't know, maybe you've had a loss in the family. especially during this corona time I feel like this is definitely a year of healing and self-development and self-reflection um Um, for me it's been a very spiritual year for me because I've actually come gained a, a extremely amazing relationship with God I've still got a lot to learn, I've still got a lot to um, process, however I've gained such a strong relationship with him myself that he's actually one of the people that have told me, yeah, you need to move forward, you need to do this podcast. Um, So for me, this podcast is more than just entertainment purposes, it's a way for me to heal and that's why I called it Talking to Hill. So for those of you that um, don't know me, I hope that's giving you kind of like an idea, a window as to who I am um, and also why I do this and why I've ch- chosen to speak on certain things that I choose to speak on in each episode. For me, I'm a very passionate person. For those of you that know me personally, know that I love a chat. So I can go on and talk for days and days and days and days. So... I hope you guys don't get too bored of me. I hope you really enjoy the episodes that are coming. Um, I have a few guests on the show that's going to be coming. Um, you know, a few artists, upcoming um, actors, people that are within the industry because I am definitely into my creative industry. I did um, do in the past um, a web series called Unsettled which unfortunately it didn't work out however I was really committed to the project and I really wanted that project to work um and during that period I met such beautiful people I networked so much so for me you're gonna understand as the episodes go on a lot of the people that feature on these episodes are going to be business people or creatives and as I said, this this ep- podcast is all about development. It's not just about, you know, gossiping. It's not just about talking about relationship sex. It's not just talking about that. It's about kind of engaging with you guys and actually giving you um, or giving you a door 
to um, or road should I say to get go down so you can kind of develop yourself and develop your skills develop your personality and your mindset kind of thing um so yeah I will stop there I just thought I'll give you an intro um next episode I really want to kind of dwell on the dating aspect of things um I will have a few beautiful ladies joining me I'll have Avan, Ophelia and Jade um they are free independent um possibly one of the most um how can I say strong ladies I've ever met because spiritually they're intact with God and also they're very much driven all three of them are always doing something so I can actually applaud them for that and they're three black women doing well and doing bits in their own in their own rights so I can respect that um so yes with all that's going on with this black life matter with all the things that you know about you know making sure that our voices are heard and stuff like that I think it's important to have three black ladies that are doing positive things um and are doing well within their industries so yes it'll be an exciting episode I hope you guys really enjoy it I hope you guys listen again Saturday at 6 p.m would be the um, time and date as to when I'm going to drop that I hope you guys have a lovely day and I hope you enjoy the episodes that are coming thank you Hi, you're listening to NBL Podcast and we are on episode two. So today I've got a few guests with me. Um, we have Ophelia, Jade and Avan. Um, I'll get them to introduce themselves first, so before we start. So hi. Hi guys, so I'm Ophelia. I'm 26 years old. Um, I am a mobile hairdresser and I also work in primary schools with children that have special educational needs. Hello, I'm Jade. <laughs> I'm 26 years old. Um, currently, I'm a paralegal and also work in marketing. Hi guys, I'm Ivan. I'm 21 years old and I'm a makeup artist and also a new entrepreneur. Um, currently starting off with lashes and then building onto other cosmetics. We'd love to see it. Okay, so what we're going to talk about today is colorism and also what our experience has been as black women, because we are all black women, for those of you that can't see us, um, what our experiences have been um, as black women dating. So, for instance, um, I want to start on colorism because I feel like it's definitely a topic... I know there's so much things going on regarding race at the moment with the George Floyd situation, with the Black Lives Matter and protests and stuff like that. I just kind of wanted to do um, something a bit different, but still in regards to race and our, like, our perspectives on it, basically. So with that being said, colorism, I feel like it's still a big, big issue today. Um, especially within media, especially with what we see day in, day out. Um, and I know we did touch on this earlier when we were speaking on the blogging that we were talking about basically with in regards to media having such a big impact as to what we see as beautiful um, and how why people sometimes kind of really don't appreciate themselves and don't love themselves. I mean, you had... Um, what blogger was it the other day that was talking on um, colorism and they um, drew her out for a comment she made ages ago about someone looking like um, something, I don't know, she was a dark I skin. think it was a couple. Yeah, there was quite a few. Quite, yeah, there was a, yeah. quite a few, a few of them anyway. I can't remember that, all their names. I'm really bad with n- names anyway. <laughs> but I think Nadia Rose was one. Was it Nadia Rose? Um, yeah, just a couple. Just a couple people. Yeah. Come on, talk up, girl. Yeah, there's <laughs> a, a couple, couple people. There's a couple people, anyway. Um, I can't remember all of their names, but 
it was something to do with basically their past and I thought it was really interesting what she had said in one of her YouTube videos because she addressed it and obviously it's something she did have to address because it was a comment she made way back when that someone brought up on Twitter. Did she? I didn't know that. It was Anella Rose, okay. Oh. Yeah, so, um, sorry with the names, I'm really bad. Yeah, that's why, yeah, I'm confused. No, because, um, yeah, so she said something anyway that I found really interesting because she was saying how, because I found it, like, when I saw the comments that she was making, I cannot remember them, so I'm not going to quote them, Mm. but the comments she was making about, you know, black, um, I think it was, like black um black girls wearing yeah. like bright lipstick and blusher and okay. leaves and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and making those yeah. comments basically. Yeah. Um, what I found interesting is she said that she didn't, you know, at the time she was in a really weird place and she didn't really, you know, love herself. And I found that like very interesting because a lot of black women I feel like are like that. They tend um some of them, especially in the past where you've gone through secondary school and stuff like that and we were talking about it in the other one where we spoke about um you know going through um i think yeah that's yeah definitely that's what she mentioned as well so mm-hmm. she mentioned exactly like what mm-hmm. she went through going to school how she wanted to sometimes be even like caribbean and stuff mm-hmm. like that because yeah. of her food or just little things like that she's basically what she went through in school mm-hmm. made yeah. her not like herself and then projected onto mm-hmm. others yeah. as well she, so yeah she made that point of um at that time 2013 2014 i remember like things like that everyone was joking about do you get what i mean like the, i don't know you could be called blick and people start laughing do you get what i mean yeah, but yeah, now it's, a big it's thing very like you can't be saying those sort of things so i remember me and my white friend my best friend we used to call each other nicks and twigs do you get what i mean like it was do you get what i mean so at yeah, the time yeah. it's very it was, it was just like so open back then. Yeah, it was just that. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't really go through that. Obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't go to school here. Mm-hmm. I went to yeah. school in St. Lucia, so mm-hmm. it was actually bombed to be black. Like, wow. no, it, it was the opposite. Yeah, it was the opposite. I wanted to be white. Obviously, mm-hmm. the whole lighter skin person would get more, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. That's it was cool. more. It was better to be black. I was so happy. Wow. Like I didn't have no issues. I didn't feel any type of way. Yeah. But you see, you were. You know, yeah, you were back home. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm so saying. Like Based was, on your nice, surroundings, because nice majority of the people are black. Obviously, mm-hmm. we do have white people who are naturally like from Central mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, yeah, so obviously, I there was no issue being. Obviously, there was colorism in the sense that probably in job sectors as well, mm-hmm. a lighter person would get a job before a darker skinned person. Like it, it's bad like that in the Caribbean yeah. that's why the whole so bleaching nice. thing happens as yeah, well yeah. Um, so yeah so the lighter skin thing was a thing but being black in general like even the songs that we used to listen to being black was the thing mm. like mm. Was, I never felt uh, well I obviously I didn't go to school in yeah, it so, so it's different so it's different yeah, but even when I came to even if even when I went to college um, in um, Northampton and it being like not town and less diverse than London I didn't feel that type of way. Yeah, because, because obviously all my friends were. Black. Yeah, yeah, but it's because we were in college. In college, yeah, everything I think was just developed. That's when things just started dying yeah. down a bit. Yeah, because um, you could associate yourself with other black people in college as well. Yeah. But let's say, for example, like because I went to a, school a Catholic school, like mm-hmm. both my primary and secondary school were Catholic, and there was predominantly there were seven black people in my whole year. Um, and that was from year seven till about year. It's tried two when I was one of yeah, them. Yeah, 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 <laughs> literally. So it's just, I feel like it was just so different. Yeah. So, so different. Um, being a black girl was definitely a crime in secondary school. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. It was like the worst experience ever. Even thinking back, back at it, it's just like, no, I never ever want my daughter to go through something like that. And the thing is, like, I feel like it's still apparent today but it's a lot more i find in this country what i the problem i have with this country is very racism is very alive much alive but it's very much passive yeah yeah and um you know they make you know people make comments like oh over here is not so bad as the us and blah 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 but i just feel like it can be worse sometimes because 
for me, the fact that, you know, you're not even addressing the fact that there is racism. Yeah, definitely yeah. at work, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, definitely at work. Sometimes yeah. people pass different comments. And I feel like, even for me, though, if I'm upset about something, I remember I was really upset about some situation at work anyways. And I couldn't even really speak up because I didn't want to be that typical angry black girl if i come across saying something it's already my personality is already a bit much and me being upset will just be a whole another you know i don't want to feel uncomfortable so i should just keep it in that situation took the piss as well like it was such a violation and i just tell her all the time like say something say something but then this is it's so true like she just couldn't say much about it but you see they know i find that because i've had so many situations like that with work and stuff like that in the past and I feel like they know that you think that way. That's why you're then they know you're not gonna be willing to address mm. it. Yeah. I never forget the time when I was working, I'm not gonna say what retail store it was. I was working in a retail store um, and I had numerous issues with this supervisor, not manager, supervisor. Um and she was very rude and I think it's like she always used to try and make comments like, oh, um, try and exaggerate a situation. And I noticed that I was obviously the only black woman that worked there at the time. Um, and I noticed she always used to try and kind of um, wait for me to respond on certain things. And for me, I don't know if people could say, yeah, but maybe she just didn't like you. Maybe this... I know, I think we know as black people when someone's being a certain type of way because of our race. We just know. Oh, we have I feel that. Like, yeah, definitely. They, they, they try like to antagonise exactly. and they try to, yeah, and they know how to push our buttons because when, when they realise that, oh, they're the minority, we're the majority, mm-hmm. they play on that heavily. Mm-hmm. They play on that and they know we can't say anything because we, we want our job. Yeah. So it's exactly even like the marketing um, well, the company that I was um, working for as well. I remember even when we went through training, um, there was another black girl who worked well who was at training with me, and I felt like um, she was really good at the job. She had loads of experience, more experience than me because I didn't have experience. I studied law, so um, and then she didn't get the job, and it was just so like she went through the first day and she didn't get it. And I feel like because she was just very. In the nicest way she was just very loud mm. like she was very loud and she's very no that's how mm. she was and everyone knew like the other people were training with me we all knew that probably that was the reason because it was just not making sense why she didn't why get she didn't get yeah. the job i feel like they made a comment about her how she would blend in with the other workers or how i think the whole culture you know when you do go for an interview they do ask you like how would you get along they want to see yeah. your kind of personality mm-hmm. to see if you would get along with the other people who work there mm-hmm. and i feel like with her because she was a bit too in your face not really in your face but she knows she's very passionate yeah. or a bit louder they're a bit like mm, it's a bit too much <laughs> but then i feel like, like, I feel like it was just so evident but it's just so awkward to bring that topic up and say like you know you know chill out a bit mm-hmm. i think it's really difficult because I remember I was listening to a debate the other day and it was talking about on color um, it was talking about black women um, and how do you think black women can be um, mostly be rude like so basically they were trying to highlight why um, black guys might not go for black women and then um, the conversation went on to talking about how black women are seen as to be rude and loud etc now for me I've always said, with any black culture, if you notice you go back home, you go to the Caribbean, wherever you go, you notice that we're very loud people anyway. That's just that's just how we kind of, like, if you notice we're just, just loud, that's just general. Um, some people, I know you can't put them all under one bracket and put people under one yeah. bracket and say every single person's loud. But at the same time, I just feel like we are very passionate people mm. the way we communicate i find that with the spanish because i used to live in spain so i know exactly what they're like yeah. and they're very much like us yeah. and you never ever hear people use that comparison all oh the time oh my gosh like, that's so um, the spanish, they see hot i would yeah they see it i would say this well, I why are we that. why are how we class as aggressive not? like but angry yeah. like it's so so true it's about passion and i think for me i get very annoyed it's very annoying i've always said this it's like you know 
you know, putting a red flag in front of a wall. If you're constantly saying to someone, you're having a conversation with them, the person's passionate, like, you know, you have passionate conversations, and that person automatically goes and says, I've noticed it with as a black woman, they automatically go on, why are you so aggressive? Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my you don't even have to be aggressive, you know. You could just be like, mm, I didn't want to answer. Why are you so, you know, why are you yeah. this? Why? Like, because yeah. I think they're like poking you because oh they want to see you, you know, act aggressive. That's so mad. But I remember my manager exactly. in my last job, she was just like, Why are you getting angry? And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, really I'm, want to see? Me? I know. And then it made me even more angry. I was yeah. like, I'm not. And angry. that's exactly why I said, like you know there's conversations about how we feel as black women basically and colorism etc and i find that a lot of people not just white people have said it to me i find a lot of black men say it to you and that's where i go left because i just find it very funny that when you guys are on for instance when you lot are passionate about your playstation football all sorts of stuff you see how passionate they get and how loud they can get and how seen as quote-unquote aggressive i i just personally i just think it's but I don't, damn well out of order i, I don't think, think i've is. really gotten a guy that said to me that i'm too probably say i'm a bit Hmm. They always, I don't know they always about got the, something to say yeah they always got something to say yeah, the, you know what i think that's what i think like they only say that because i don't know because I don't know, I, did, I just think of it in that way. But that's what we've been taught. Like, the black women are, like, probably... In a sense, we are, like, kind of... We're always we're always victimized. We're always attacked, sorry, in a certain way. We are. It's the same go for black men are attacked when it comes down to, you know, Crime. when they're out on roads and um, people automatically think they're doing something wrong by wearing a hoodie or something, Yeah. With us, it's seen as oh, we're the if we are too opinionated, we're seen. I as thought that was for every woman, you know. I didn't really think it was only for um, black women. I thought guys just naturally always think a, a, a girl that cares about you and tells you how she feels or addresses you or fixes something. You're no, too I'm opinionated. No, I'm not talking about overall. I'm not talking about yeah. just in a relationship with a guy. I'm talking about or talking to a guy. I'm just talking about overall. I find society has made us look a certain type of way how they always make us kind of seem aggressive seem when, like a problem yeah like a problem when in actual fact we could just be um stating our opinion yeah. but because automatically you've gone on the but bat it's... of you're aggressive and you know calm down or why are you getting so angry those kind of comments but would rouse someone up it's funny you said that there because black guys in the workplace are very loud and it's very acceptable okay they very yeah yeah, they very very are and they get along but when it's women it's a bit of a Mm. yeah it's it's a different thing that's so true you know every workplace i've worked for and there's a black guy and he's a loud one he's loved loved. he is very very loved but you see that's why we're always we are always treated differently to black guys that's let's be real we are yeah, even when it's, it comes to dating as well, though, like, I'm not being funny, um, someone from a different race or whatnot would go for a black guy rather than the opposite way. Mm-hmm. I think, like, black girls, well, that's my opinion anyway, struggle with dating outside of the race compared to, mm-hmm. compared to a black guy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, white girl will learn how to cook the food, she will do everything to keep you happy, or whatever. And I feel like when it's us dating, not even... I feel like when it's us, the other way around, it's always hard and if it's always a struggle for the guy to understand the culture, I feel like when it's the opposite way for a guy, I don't know, you notice it's more smoother and it's more different and it's more acceptable. It's smoother because we're, we're, the reality of it is, yeah, when you're in a relationship, a woman is an important part of the relationship because usually she is the one that keeps the ball rolling kind yeah. of thing. And the reality of it is, I don't care who wants to shoot me down for this one, but I will say this as fact. We as black women are very loyal when it comes to black men. We are. When it comes to black men, if we see our black men being killed, if we see anything happening, we're we're on one. We come in as a group of us to support them. When it comes down to black men supporting the black women, (laughs) it's a different different ball game. It's like, oh, why are you not complaining so much? Oh, just let the girl live. Oh, this... 
there's always some sort of excuse and that's my problem yeah like always still complaining even before black lives matter do you remember someone mentioning yeah um a comment about black girls going through loads and some of the guys dismissed it I saw it on the blogs. I don't know if you remember. Some of the guys dismiss it. Like, oh my gosh, why are we going back again in time? Or we keep complaining. We keep why bringing we that on us. in time? Because history is repeating. Yeah, itself. and then none That's of them why. was rating us <laughs> complaining about those things. But now, because wow. it's a movement or whatever now and everything, you know, people are doing it's it. I don't clouds. know. It clouds. Yeah. Clouds. And you want to say that? Yeah. Now everyone's like, protect black women. Yeah. Protect black women. It baffles me because but we these love. black women that they're just so not on for helping, supporting. That's their mothers. Do you get what I mean? So I'm now thinking... What are you learning at home? Because isn't... Oh, do you get what I mean? Like, we're black women. Your mothers are black women. So it's kind of like, what are you learning at home? Or what are you not learning at home that you're now taking into society to now discredit or, you know, be disloyal mm-hmm. to other black women? It's so bizarre exactly. to me. So I'm like... Because I'm a strong believer in charity starts at home. So mm-hmm. I'm like, what are they not learning at home? I don't get it. That's why, for me, my little brother or my future son, I'm going to show to them, like, look, you need to support respect that's one thing a lot of black men i'm sorry to say they lack of respecting and supporting a lot of black women mm-hmm. they're, they're not quick to do that mm. so we need they're to quick to so and that's the problem i have because i'm about supporting human race whatever you want to say yeah but when it comes to my own i am i am going to support my own on a certain level because Look at how much we get, you know, we get gunned down for. Do you know what I mean? I'm not talking about, well, we do get that too. But, (laughs) sorry to make the joke, but you know. um, I feel like we do need to support each other. And it's about Mm -hmm. unity. It really is. And it's not just about unity because George Floyd lost his... um, You don't see white men do that to white women. It's about before. I've always had this model. Yeah, it's not about posting things on Instagram. It's actually doing things here. Because black people, yeah, I'm even being funny, yeah. I feel like we're, like, one of the only... I don't want to say only race. But we don't really support each other. It's always, like, it's always a thing. And I feel like if you're pro-black or you're trying to do something like support black businesses Mm -hmm. as well promote different things sponsorships as well obviously there's some people who actually do those stuff give up money so people could go Mm -hmm. to really good um universities Mm -hmm. all that is a uh how do i say it it's It's all it's yeah it's a start obviously Mm -hmm. something greater better university better jobs better businesses better things so we're all building up ourselves but all we do yeah on instagram is like oh you broke yeah you don't have this yet or i have Mm -hmm. that yeah no one really supporting each other Mm -hmm. like people yeah it's just so disappointing that another black man has to die for someone's eyes to be open like it's just like now all of a sudden because another black because realistically speaking yes the death of george george was george floyd was very very bad but it has happened to so many many. other people yeah why is it that all now we're in the middle of a pandemic you are stuck at home so you have no choice but to look at your phone yeah and now all of a sudden you want to be pro-black black Black lives matter let's see what we can do to help but you see how let's do that let's do that no you should have been doing this Mm -hmm. in the first place it's good that people are trying to do it but obviously let's hope that the intentions and it stays and after the whole instagram phase has gone you know you still yeah let's see who's supporting let's see who's doing it like i think it's all great that we're doing all of this stuff and protesting and whatnot but sorry to be the bearer of bad news but is it actually going to change anything because the reality of it is i feel like the reality of it is for me from when obama was president or he you know became president i think that was a sense of hope that the system tried to give black people and we became relaxed like oh because we've got a black president now or because there's a black leader somewhere um we don't have to kind of consistently keep making moves because he was always going to be a puppet do you see what i'm saying yeah. and people i feel like our people are too were were too um quick to be like oh yeah there must be a change or something must be going on and then we get relaxed and the problem is we need to understand the history has shown numerous times 
that we failed because yeah we've made certain slight changes get like I will not say that we haven't made any certain changes because obviously if we hadn't we probably wouldn't be here today in the positions that we're in right Mm -hmm. so I I respect respect that but at the same time I feel like we're too um we neglect our um duty to ensure that we have better we do better for our kids Mm -hmm. and better for our race Mm -hmm. our black race our black culture and no no one can try and chat to me and say to me yeah but what about every other race i understand every other race but the reality of it is i cannot stand when people say all lives matter because the reality of it is Yes, we understand all lives matter, yeah. but um, does that mean like if I come out with a sign and say um, I'm for like um, I'm um, fighting against breast cancer, that you must say, but what about lung cancer? Yeah. Oh, if we clap for that, yeah. does that mean? It's like right now our lives are in priority right now. That's what the all lives matter people need to understand. Yes. Like what you said, mm-hmm. all lives do matter, but right now, right black now lives, we uh, we are suffering, and yeah. we need to yeah be We've protected. been suffering. suffering. We've been suffering for centuries and centuries and centuries, and people are still baffled. I don't understand why I have to. Why you look at the news and why you look at some of these? And that's why I can't even watch the news sometimes because it angers my soul. The type of people that you get on there, their ignorant behaviour, where they're just like completely. I don't know whether it's they're doing it for entertainment purposes or whether they're just genuinely stupid. It's so true. It's so but true. I feel like also we definitely need to work within our own race as well. Uh-huh. Like definitely. Yeah. I feel like just supporting each other because you can't rely on people. I feel like we could promote loads of like black like matter movements, videos, pictures, yeah, but you can't really technically change a person could try and i feel like what we can do okay and i feel like what we can do that we know that will make a change is support each other as well because racism is not just um oh you know it's gonna finish overnight there's different types of racism as well Mm. i feel like even in poverty by the areas you live in as well the opportunities that people get as well like different areas it's all all those things i feel like we could support we could help we could do different things to change the dynamics of things as well and even opening youth centers or communities or whatever what we need to do if i'm gonna be real i'm at that point yeah where i feel like personally any money that i make and any investments i do later on down the line will be to my motherland it will not be and motherland i mean by africa it will not be in anything else really over here because <laughs> i don't even know jamaica <laughs> and even that this is the thing with us caribbeans yeah we're so comfortable in in saying that that's our place a lot of the time everything we we don't even own anything anymore that's what what we need to actually start realizing and stop investing in places that were not wanted we never will be wanted stop trying to change people's minds and stop trying to make people like us you don't we could try but you know you can't really what's the saying again you can't lead um whatever and make it yeah you could try but you can't drink yeah okay and let me tell you one thing a lot of black people are like oh but you know what if if we go around saying that we're going to support our own and that might be a bit too too much for like the other people but then there's other races that support the indians Indians are Indians sick. Are so good. They're sick. They're their so exactly. their nieces, their nephews, their grandfathers, the great grandson of the nephew of the didn't all work in the shop together. They buy from their own Jewish people. Okay. Their communities. They're all together and they do it. Why can't we? Yeah, do that's it? what I'm saying. Why, Why can't, can't we? we? Like insulting <laughs> each other. Let's support each other. Yeah. But even near my no, house, you know, every single shop there's like. A sweet shop, butchers, college shop, all have the same name, same person, same we Asian to, person. Do you know why? Because too, we are broken as a people. Oh, we yeah. don't love we ourselves don't enough. We don't even care for <laughs> ourselves enough, right? Mm. To even think, you know what? Let me let us let me build inside my culture. We're too worried about what this man thinks think and what so, that yeah. man thinks and what that race thinks and what that race thinks. We're too love. We we try and love everything. We try and be nice and we try and uh, make sure that we make peace. You know, with we just everyone. don't like to see our own win because yeah. You know, but the thing is, forgiving. not seeing your own win is not it's seeing yourself lose. 
do, do people not understand that? Yeah. Not seeing yourself win and other people win of your culture is seeing yourself lose. 100%, especially within the black Because culture. you buy designer, but you, one of your friends have a, a bit of a pricey oh, yeah. thing on their clothing line, and you'd be like, mm, who does she think, who does she, you, think you, she you, is? Like, like, yeah. Yeah. The racist. I think with me, it's just the fact that black people are just so quick to turn on each other. Yeah. 100%. Like, even especially being a business owner and seeing this a lot, um, like you did, for example, there was an in- incident with one of my clients where I couldn't show up to her, her appointment at seven o'clock in the morning because I woke up having migraines. Mm-hmm. I explained this to her, and she was this was so mad because I was with her the night before and we were calm, we were laughing, catching up, Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter, Kiki, ki, all of that. The next day, when I told her I could not make her 7 a.m. booking, bearing in mind her head is like she's got small hair, yeah. And bearing in mind the fact that she is at home all week, she's working from home, she has no reason to go out. See how this woman was so quick to switch on me. Oh, she was like, oh my gosh, you're so unprofessional, you've ruined my hair for the rest of the week, blah, 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 you're this, you're that. And it just probably makes you think, but wait, if you were to go now into a white store or if you were to go to a white hairdresser, would you behave like that? If Chanel sent you something that you probably didn't want at the time, would you would you call customer service Chanel and speak to them like that? Mm. What permits you to now talk down to me? It's just like when it comes to black people, Mm. they are honestly, I feel like we are so like we're so we're so shit towards each other. I'm so sorry to swear. But we are so mm-hmm. rubbish towards each yeah, other. That's true. And it just makes me think, when are we actually we ever change. going to change? Yeah, change One little mistake and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> like, you see this woman, the way she was so quick to write me off, I was like, no. But, um, guys, anyway, I'm going to close it off there. But thank you guys for coming. It was lovely having a conversation with you. I know we kind of went in all different directions, <laughs> but I feel like that kind of hit, hit the nail kind of thing. Um, but... Yes, I will close it off there. I wish you guys well, listeners I'm talking about. I wish you guys well. I hope everyone's staying safe and looking after themselves. And if you are going to any protest, make sure that you're masked up and protected, etc. But also just just a little, little message to you guys. Just make sure that if you are supporting or trying to do something for change, make sure it's consistent and in that being said it doesn't mean you have to physically do things it doesn't mean you have to post things you could be i don't know investing in something you could be supporting someone's business by buying something like these little things well seen as little things they do matter so let's be like become one and stop segregating ourselves and stop separating amongst our culture and our yeah our brothers and sisters like we are all brothers and sisters the reality of it is and we need to kind of be unity um united so that people take us seriously because i'm telling you if we're all separate we're not gonna get anywhere it's so true we're not okay so we're out and you're listening to MBL podcast and we are now on episode three so I hope you guys have been enjoying um the first two episodes so far that I've um, presented on this platform you can actually now get MBL podcast on Spotify if you are not on it already um so there's other platforms to get it on now um I hope this has made it a lot easier for my listeners and for those new listeners hi welcome thank you for listening um and for those of you that have been listening from the very beginning i thank you um so yeah today i'm gonna be honest with you guys like literally these past few days my head's just been all over the place i've got for those of you that don't know i'm actually starting or launching a business in july um it's called sweet resist where i'll be selling head wraps um hair and also lashes so I've been working extremely hard on that um, behind the scenes and trying to really get that put together um, including obviously doing this podcast so it has been a bit crazy and also as you know I'm a mum as well so single mum so it is really difficult to kind of balance it and that is what I'm actually going to be speaking about today single parenting 
Um, for those of you out there that are single parents, whether you're a dad that's single, whether you're a mum that's single, it's not easy, regardless of what age you are. Um, it's not an easy thing. And I kind of just wanted to speak on like my experience thus far um, having a one-year-old um, and kind of like where my life has changed and what I've learned, the compromises I've had to give up um, you know, the challenges I've had to face, um, the good things as well, not just the bad. Um, I thought it would be nice to kind of really discuss that, something that's a bit light, light-hearted in a sense, because I feel I've been speaking about a lot of um, deep things and a lot of deep topics, so I thought this will kind of lighten the mood a bit um, and kind of get you guys to relate to me, I guess, on certain levels, especially if you're a parent or you're planning on having a baby, like things that you can kind of like I guess look out for and think about um obviously people usually I don't know everyone's story different but usually when you do have a child you are hoping to actually be with that person that you have a child with that's always been kind of my aim goal um to ensure that I have a family that I only have one you know one dad I don't have all different types of dads um you know that's something I've always aimed for in life because I found it really important that you just have stability in your household regardless of what age I um, like was going to have a baby I just wanted it to always be stable I wanted my household to always be stable and unfortunately um, you know things happen experiences happen people change you know circumstances change and it unfortunately didn't work out between me and my daughter's um, dad Um, however we are co-parenting and we are finding ways to kind of make sure that um, my beautiful Alea has everything she needs and requires basically it's not easy at times because obviously things always change Um, you know rotors always change you know things just in life general like they just change and I've noticed as you get older unfortunately you cannot control what happens in life even if you want to, sorry, that's the fight outside, even if you want to, um, you know, you can't always, you can plan as much as you want, but unfortunately you can't tell the future, only God can do that. So what I will start off by saying is it has been a challenge for me because the first challenge was the fact that I would have to be a single mum and kind of um, digesting that. And that in itself was very difficult for me because, as I said, I've always wanted a family that is all together, were um, settled, were, you know, building. Um, That's always been my plan. It it was never my plan to ever get pregnant, you know, and then eventually be on my own, which I'm sure it's not most women's plan. So, yeah, like, obviously that didn't work out. So now I've had to kind of really structure my life um I'm a person that kind of likes to plan things now so I will put down a list of things that you know I want to kind of do I want to aim to do in and um a lot of that kind of changed because you know when you're not getting as much support the reality of it is you can co-parent but you're not going to get as much support as you want you you had before because obviously when someone's living with you when you're together it's a lot different they can cater to your needs a lot better you can then um you know share certain things and help each other in certain ways when it comes down to you know parenting um also it's just a lot easier i think i find that the baby's mannerisms are a lot different um to when they have both parents around on a daily basis to then not having both parents around the whole attitude persona changes um and they obviously create their own personality. So for me with Alea, I feel like um, I've had a lot of um, difficulties kind of like um, getting used to just doing a lot of things by myself, such as like going shopping and like little things that you wouldn't think would be um, challenging until you do it. Like they become very challenging, honestly, because the pushchair that I've got for her 
um, it's very difficult for me to even get store loads of things under it. So if I'm going food shopping or doing a shop, it's extremely difficult for me to actually genuinely do it on my own. Now, when I obviously was with my partner, we would do things like that together. So it has created like little things like that. It might seem like small things, but eventually it does build up and it does get to you emotionally and mentally because it's just like, you do wish certain things were a bit different. You do wish that you had that support. You do wish that, um, you know, that person was around to support you in a certain way so that, you know, you could make the experience even for your, your child a lot better and a lot more positive. Plus, I've always just wanted, as I said, I've wanted unity in my household. So it's been very difficult to, you know, have the separation. However, I also have seen the positives in it and how much it's brought out such a strong woman in me. Like it's made me feel like so empowered, honestly. Um, At times it's a pain in the ass because you're just thinking, I just want, I want some sleep. I want some rest. I want to do this. I want to do that. But then I also see that like God would have never given me this situation if I couldn't handle it. That's always how I see things in life when things happen that I don't necessarily understand. I always say, look, at the end of the day, Nikita, you've been through, look, you've been through a whole childbirth. You've been through pregnancy. You've been through so many um, things in the past. And guess what? You're here today, are you not? So why would you not be able to deal with whatever you're feeling is a challenge today and just go ahead and um, make it a better, better experience for yourself? I always feel like things happen, obstacles happen because they're part of your learning and part of your growth. And I think being a parent for me, especially a single parent, it taught me so much stuff. So things that I would like almost kind of count on my partner to do, such as building a cupboard, such as, you know, tidying certain things or helping me put this away. Like these are things I'm obviously now having to do, which um, luckily I feel like I've learned a lot of things. I know how to do quite a lot of things. So, and even if I don't, I'm learning on the job. So in that being said, um, later on down the line, I know that I wouldn't need someone to do that for me. And I think, you know, um, it's, it's definitely empowering. And I think we as women, especially, I know there's single dads, but I'm just talking about women on a whole from a woman's perspective. I think we as women, it's a beautiful thing where we're able to kind of take things as a positive and not just look at it and consume it as a negative because that's obviously the danger of going into depression and all these kind of things. Um, Not to say that you're not allowed to feel how you want to feel because it can be very difficult. And trust me, I get my times where I just literally just cry because it's not because I'm completely um, defeated. It's because I just genuinely sometimes I'm completely drained um, (laughs) most of the time. But I still, for whatever reason or how, I don't know how it, well, I do know how it happens because God's got my back. But there's some times where I know I'm just busted, completely busted. But I wake up still at seven o'clock, get lay ready, get myself ready, do breakfast, tidy up the house. Like I'm just on job. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. I never get the time to lay in my bed and just watch the ceiling. The times where I used to do that, I honestly treasure those times in the past where I've been able to do that and I don't have to rush and go nowhere or I'm bored. Like I never get time to be bored because I'm always constantly doing something. And for me, I could be one of those mums that generally is basically lazy. But for me, I find it, it's not the type of person I am, I'm not a lazy person. So for me, I could not sit and lay in bed, no matter how I'm feeling, I'd feel completely guilty doing that because I know that I've got a little one that is also gonna be a woman at one point that is looking up to this mum of hers to look, say, look, mum, what are you doing? What are we doing today? You know, I want her to see that her mum's proactive. I want her to see that her mum's go-getting. I want her to see that her mum, even though there's times her mum's completely tired, she still takes the time to go down the road and go to the park with her or, you know, read her book or do those things. So I like structure as well. So for me, 
if I've structured out a day that, you know, in the morning, this is what we're gonna do. In the evening, this is what we're gonna do. I try and stick to it. Um, those are things that I try and kind of ensure that I carry out. And I think for those new parents, always to make your days easier and to make your life easier, schedule them. Because I, I find it hard sometimes to keep up with it. Don't get me wrong, sometimes my diary is not saying anything in it. <laughs> But get yourself a diary and each day, you know your child's schedule, especially if they're really young, especially if they're around the 12 month period or even from six months onwards, you already start to know your child's structure and what time they get up, what time they go to bed, what time they feed, etc. Um, obviously it changes after 12 months, but um, you kind of know their structure. So work around that structure and kind of make sure that they're doing things within the day not just sitting down watching TV, make sure they're proactive, make sure they're trying to learn how to crawl, make sure they're doing those things because I was at one point really bad at doing this and I noticed that's why, um, you know, my child was becoming almost very lazy, whereas because I started to motivate myself and push myself to do more things with her in the day, I noticed she became more active, she developed a lot quicker, and she's now crawling, she's now trying to walk now. So things like that is really important as a parent to kind of look out for those things. And it is difficult, as I said, being a single parent because there's so much things to think about. There's, you know, the shopping, there's the food, there's prepping food, there's making sure you know, the dishes, everything's clear. And like with me, I like to try and have a clear house. So when it gets messy, it does mess around with my way of how I think. And my, um, it, yeah, it messes around with my day basically. So all those things having to think about it, they can be challenges and it, you know, it can be difficult. But what I will say is if I can do it, I know you guys can do it regardless of how old your little one is i'm sure you were not given this child to fail that child was there to motivate you so use use that and ensure that you do the best for your child because i'm sure you love them like crazy so make sure you're investing and doing the things that you need to do to better yourself and better your child's future as well um but yeah another thing i wanted to touch on is sometimes feeling lonely I know it doesn't really bug me as much now but because I feel like I've worked on self and you know loving my time for myself but um yeah there has been times where in the past especially when I, just after I had um separated from my partner um I felt very lonely because it was kind of like really weird just being with me and Lay, and then the times that she would go to sleep, especially as she was a lot younger, she would sleep quite a lot. Um, so the times that she would go to sleep, it was kind of like, what am I doing? What do I do? Um, and I know there's a lot of mums that feel that way. Um, for those of you that are not obviously taken up by the activities, exercising, um, probably don't have a lot of friends or family around you it can be very um, you can feel very isolated um, because all you're basically doing is waiting for your baby to wake up for you to then do the same thing over again and for them to go back to sleep and then you're still in that lonely space what I will say for you um, to touch on loneliness as I said I felt that before what I started to do is like if you know you're not a person that's working or you don't have a necessarily um, something you're taking up, like a hobby that you're taking up, make sure you find something. Um, whether that be you're sitting down, writing down things that you like and what you don't like and kind of finding that for yourself. It's so, so, I cannot tell you how important it is to make sure that you're okay and you're not feeling lonely because loneliness can reach down to being depressed and feeling depressed. That is something you don't want. You want to feel good within yourself. You want to feel good by yourself. Um, and I would just say that genuinely, like this is for people also that might not even have a child. As, as human beings, we need to be okay with being lonely sometimes and actually take as a positive, not as a negative. Like sometimes being alone is not necessarily 
being in loneliness if you get what I'm saying like you can actually put that turn that into a positive and actually can step back and actually find out more about yourself develop yourself develop your skills develop I don't know spend time with yourself do exercising you know write a diary if you're really good at writing if you're really interested in those things write things that you're feeling what you know you've experienced for the day if you're not someone that is business minded you're not starting up a business or you don't have anything going on on the side these things are vital for you to do because I'm telling you you will lose yourself in kind of just being a mum and when that child grows up you just don't know what you're doing or what yeah what your kind of um your aim is in life basically um if I can explain it in that way so what I will say is what's helped me in feeling that loneliness especially as I'm a single parent I've found ways to kind of like look at books that I'm really interested in um, take on um this business now so I'm focused on MBL podcasts I'm focusing on a lot of content at the moment and also sweet resist so for me those that's what's keeping me like extremely busy so I don't even have time to even sit and be bored um I just don't have the time so for me that is my my time away from um you know my daughter and anytime she is sleeping or she's resting or you know she's with her dad I get that time to do that and that's my happy time that's what makes me happy that's what pushes me to be a better person and that's what also you know it's MBL right (laughs) that's what I do so for me that's my happy place um you know your happy place might be just taking a walk in the park or going out and those things do excite me as well but I like to feel like I'm doing something with myself or building something for me to feel happy that's my happiness um and as I said it's about finding what's what's your happy place and what makes you happy without someone else so then you can take away the feeling of loneliness or emptiness because you're not then looking at it through someone else or having someone else there and that's what being single as a parent is about basically being a single parent is about because you are gonna the reality of it is unless you are to jump into another relationship straight after which is something I would not advise anyone to do regardless whether you're a parent or not um you're you are going to be single that's facts um so what I will say is overall parenting is difficult as hell regardless whether you've got the you know your partner in the picture or not it can be extremely difficult and it's even more difficult when you're doing it by yourself emotionally because if you are one of them people that wanted a family and you maybe experienced certain things with your partner before they left and stuff like that or before you split um, it can be difficult because you think about oh what if and you think about all these things that you wish you had um, and you might, I don't know, see someone on the road going past with their family and they're all happy, but that's all perspective. I always say that, not to be negative, but that's all perspective because you can see a, like a family that you claim to be, that claims to be happy, but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I think in the positives of being single anyway and just being on your own is it allows you to um, build such a strong bond with your your child because they're always around you're their main guardian so you build such a beautiful relationship with them and trust me that for me is very it's a very nice it's a nice I can't explain how it feels for those of you that maybe don't have kids but it's such a beautiful feeling because the way they just smile at you the way they just obviously they they rely on you for so much it's such a nice feeling um and that's what motivates me every single day to get up when I'm feeling low or when I'm feeling like oh what am I doing I'm not doing enough or I'm being a bad parent or maybe I just have a bad day because we all have bad days we all have those days where everything just seems to be going wrong your child is screaming their head off you don't know you're stressed out yourself you're not motivated to do anything it's okay to have those days it's okay to step back and feel like you know what 
Nikita, this might be a bit much for you today. Maybe see if you can call your mum and see if she can help and assist in some sort of way. Or maybe see if you can call, um, you know, your daughter's dad and see if he can help in any way. And that's okay. I remember the early stages of when I first um, had Lay. I felt that I had to do everything. And if I didn't do everything, I failed as a mum. That's not true. And I feel like a lot of mums, especially, we put that that pressure on ourselves, which then causes us to go into a complete different space, which you do not want to go into because it's really not healthy for you, nor is it healthy for your child. And it doesn't help your child at the end of the day, just thinking negative thoughts and thinking, you know, what can I do better? Okay, you can think these things and maybe you set goals for yourself. So maybe go, okay, next week, I'm going to get up a bit earlier because obviously the time I got up, it just didn't didn't work for me or maybe I'm just extremely I'm going to bed too late so that's why I can't get up or maybe um, that's why I'm losing sleep and that's why I'm so um, you know moody in the day or maybe I need to prep meals before um, for the week so it saves me having to then be rushing around the house um, and trying to kind of like put together a meal last minute for my child all these things you can do and trust me these are things that I'm actually learning about myself as well because I feel like I could I could start you know being a bit more um organized with certain things which would lessen the stress of um certain situations that happen surrounding me and my child um you always got to think and evaluate why how you can do better with being a parent and just make things easier for yourself and sometimes take time off sometimes ask for the help if you've got it if you've got people around you that are willing to hold on to your child that you trust and that love that child as much uh, like you know as their own then go for it have them have the child maybe for a few hours if you just need breather space if you just need to go out for a walk by yourself take this time guys because being a single parent is not freaking easy it's really not and it's sometimes it just sometimes you just need the time for yourself even if it's for an hour even if it's for two hours sometimes you just need to remember that i am an individual i am nikita still i am a human being and i do feel and sometimes in that being said i do need time away and that doesn't make you a bad parent it doesn't make you a bad mum and for those people out there that want to have so much opinions about single mums and that she doesn't do this she doesn't do that I get there is some mums that can be very um they can neglect the child a lot I'm not talking about the mums I'm talking about the mums that ride every single day for their child but also they do need that time for themselves and they do need to have fun with their friends they do need to socialize they do need to go out there and live their lives as well but at the same time unfortunately because you've made the decision of having which is fortunate no I wouldn't say unfortunately you made the decision of having a child you you as a mum always comes first so it's about understanding the balance um but yeah I just wanted to kind of share my thoughts on parenting and being a single parent and some of the challenges that I face and things that I can advise you guys about and what I feel like you know I could also do better in I feel for me I'm gonna be real I feel my patience I don't I'm not patient as patient as I feel like I should be I feel I've definitely grown um, but sometimes you get to the point where you have your limits, as do many parents. I think my patience, if I can kind of, you know, improve on that, I would definitely improve on that. Um, I would definitely improve on kind of cooking more, a bit more like different meals and stuff like that and being a bit more adventurous in what I, I feed lay. Um, and just small little things like that. I think everyone has their goals. And I think those are my goals. I also want by next year to kind of take um, take her away and let her show her different environments. But because she's still fairly young, she doesn't really understand certain things still. But I do want to kind of be a bit more adventurous with her. So um, yeah, I would say these are my goals and to kind of just be a bit more energetic as a mum. I feel like sometimes in a sense though, I can be very harsh on myself 
so that would be another one not to be so harsh on myself because I expect so like I feel like sometimes I have high expectations for myself that if I don't meet those high expectations I feel like I've failed but that's why I was saying earlier guys do not feel that you failed because you are doing the hardest like one of the hardest jobs in the world that you know doesn't involve involve a salary yeah you're doing like the hardest one of the hardest jobs and understand this you are going to get trouble on the way or like things that you need to overcome and that's okay um so just understand that you are not alone there's a lot of single mums out there there's a lot of single dads out there you're not alone if they're doing it you definitely can and sometimes you're gonna have your bad days you're gonna have your good days you're gonna have your bad days and it just that's just life in itself if you notice when you go work sometimes you have your bad days and then sometimes you have your good days it doesn't mean that you need to hate the job it just means that unfortunately life happens so yeah I hope this podcast has helped anyone out there that is just looking for a little bit of advice looking for a bit of um, guidance and looking for something to relate to and something that's a bit real so yeah I just wanted to talk about it because it's something that I'm definitely um, going through challenges at the moment and sometimes I have to kind of really find myself again but I hope you enjoyed listening to this and I try to be as real as possible and as organic as possible. So yeah, um, I am now out.